Stop breathing, Ginny. <laughs> Stop breathing. Thank you, Paul. You want to kill me now? <laughs> <laughs> now after Hold 15. <laughs> Stop breathing. <laughs> It's yoga, you know. <gasps> Yeah. So here we are in the yoga studio in <laughs> Schiste, Stockholm. <laughs> welcome to our welcome to our yoga course. We really need that. The five G's of yoga. Yes, that's that's a pretty good start. Here we are again in the webcast studio, doing our podcast. Ready for the podcast? Yeah, we are. Uh, Today is the pre-Barcelona podcast. Uh, yeah, I think we've had some pre-Barcelona podcasts. We're revving up there. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the last of and our pre-Barcelona podcast because one, yes. next week we're going to be in Barcelona. Yes. But before we get to Barcelona. What are we going to talk about today? Today, well, this week has been a big week for Ericsson. We have launched our new 5G platform. And Can I correct you there? Mm -hmm. We've launched our enhanced 5G platform. <laughs> Or was it evolved 5G platform? Or was it evolved? <laughs> mm, we have evolved our 5G platform. <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, We have lots of new, good 5G stuff to talk about. That's basically the, basically it. Yeah. Uh, but How about we put it that way? Yeah. Yeah. But mm -hmm. instead of us talking about it, mm. we've got someone coming to talk about it with us. Yeah. Who have we got? We have Eva Hedfors, Head of Marketing and Communications at Digital Services. Ericsson Digital Services. Yes. Yeah. So, She uh, will come and answer all our questions about what's core. What's new in 5G? Yeah, core. Cool. Orchestration, 5G platform, all other things that we have. Uh, <laughs> cool, blimey. <laughs> Core, blimey. Grand. But before we get there, mm -hmm. let's have a quick roundup of what's new in 5G. Yes, let's do that. And I know you have a long list of, of stuff. There's been some interesting stuff happening. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's the time of year before, before Mobile Congress. All of the companies want to get their news out. And, mm -hmm. and there's lots of things, lots of things to talk lots about. Lots of things happening. Uh, but uh, just a few things. We'll, we'll start. Let's start out at the consumer end. Um, anyone that's been f that follows the smartphone market, maybe they saw that mm -hmm. uh, Samsung now have announced their... Uh, Samsung S10 5G. They're going to do a 5G version of the S10. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they haven't so announced that before. This is well. I thought they said something about I, it. I think we know yeah. that Samsung was going to come with a phone. Yeah. I think maybe they've they've given us a bit, bit more detail about mm. exactly what it is, and I haven't seen exactly when it's going to come either. But mm -hmm. it must be soonish. Soonish. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll write a note. To, note to self: check when the Samsung's phone is going to be available. Yes. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure the people out there will be all gearing up already to, you know, getting their tents out and uh, wanting to, to to line up in the street waiting for the shop to open. Mm. 
but but I did hear also that um, announcements expected on 5G phones from people like LG and Motorola and Vivo, <laughs> um, and and also on the on the phone front, of course, uh, during the week we uh, we announced a deal with Oppo, which is a, a Chinese uh, smartphone vendor that specialises in in uh, uh, like photographic you know, phones with cameras. Uh, when you say we. We, Ericsson, Ericsson okay. deal with Oppo on uh, on uh, license licensing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, phones contain mobile technology, and yeah. Ericsson has a big patent for, for portfolio around mm -hmm. around those, which goes way back to because we've been working in it for since it began. Uh, so you know that's a that's a, a good opens the door, you can say, to to, in, to innovation and and helps them along the road to bring their phones on stream. Uh, and I think as part of that, we have some uh, kind of uh, collaboration with them on uh, innovation as well. Mm -hmm. Could be real. So that's that's phones. Mm -hmm. uh, then another interesting, bit technical, but uh, another interesting piece of news. I saw that the broadband forum is uh, and now we're talking fixed broadband, like you, like you have at home. The broadband forum is another one of these industry bodies uh, that uh, that looks after uh, fixed broadband. Uh, they've come with a set of requirements which will go into 3GPP, which we talked about before, who, yeah. who standardise around the, the mobile network. Mm -hmm. A set of requirements for how you handle fixed broadband as part of uh, a combined network, mobile and fixed. Um, so that will that will go into how we uh, how you specify the future core network for a mobile network. Ah. Uh, and it will mean you can have the same core network that runs the fixed network and the, f and the mobile network. Now I know what you're talking about yeah. because I always have a problem when I'm walking in between offices here in Shista. Ericsson has a lot of houses here and of course my phone hooks up to the Wi-Fi uh, in each of the houses. And then when I walk between houses, it's on cellular and then my Skype call drops. Yeah, and I so guess that's... Yeah, might be fixed if we have one core network. It might be fixed. It's, it, it's fingers when, crossed. Fingers crossed. And when you're at home, when when you're at home, you know, you'll be able to use your fixed broadband and your uh, mobile network, and maybe even you'll be able to use them at the same time. So if your mobile device will be able to maybe split your call between the mobile network and the Wi-Fi network and dynamically switch traffic <gasps> between different things. And, and as a user, yeah. you won't notice anything. That's but the idea what is, I like. But the idea is that you would get a better service. Yeah. Better um, service, no but, disturbance. That's but, what I like. But that's a while away because they're talking <laughs> about uh, release 16 and above. And, and that's, so that's a bit further down Okay. The road. Better but, times uh, to come. Better times to come. Hmm? Ovum, mm -hmm. uh, don't know if the people on the call know who Ovum are, but I do because of because you work with analyst indus relations. industry mm -hmm. industry analysts. Mm -hmm. Ovum, a well-known industry analyst firm, mm -hmm. uh, and they've done some research uh, around uh, what are people or what are operators think that they're going to uh, use or their customers are going to use uh, 5G for. Uh -huh. And uh, the thing that they say is going to be big for 5G, and you know particularly early on, is sports. Uh, why sports? sports. Uh, and uh, well, sports. Not while sporting, or <laughs> sorry, not, well, uh, I don't know. You, you put your GoPro, GoPro camera on on there, and away you go. And, and that's mm, kind, but that's yeah. kind of what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Uh, 
Now, the, the ability to use virtual reality, to be used in, in uh, enhanced you know, reality services, uh, to experience you know, the sport from different view angles, from you know, to be the man driving the car, to be the skier skiing down the, down the ski jump, uh, you know, to have your virtual reality headset, headset see everything in 3D, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff, coupled with information services, you know, they, this, that's where they see you know, a big breakthrough coming. Maybe two-thirds of, uh, of operators see that being something that, that they'd expect to see from 5G. Mm -hmm. So that's re that's really yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the same topic, I mean, I mean, we've we've done well, we've seen actually a lot of demos of that sort already because you know we've been uh, showing uh, 5G at the uh, at, at the uh, uh, American Open Golf. We were at the uh, Winter Games in in Seoul. Uh, we've actually shown 4G in Massimo at the uh, you know, football tournament and uh, the you know world tournament in. Um, in Russia, yeah. You know, so and, and uh, the Indy 500, we've we've shown we've seen shown right. people driving cars blindfolded or blacked Ooh. out cars just using just using their virtual reality yeah. headset to drive the car. So there's been a lot of sports events, sport, yeah. You know, sports, mm. and sports we've also you know we've also seen the growth of platforms like the one that we used at the uh, I think was it last year or the year before we did it. We had a very rich, this uh, rich uh, sports in, sports engagement platform mm. for uh, one of the big skiing events here in the Nordics. Yeah. Um, so all of the pieces are there, and then when five go five G goes live, you know that opens the way for. You know, subscription services, or or being able to use your five G subscription for that type of uh, for that type of uh, content. Mm -hmm. So really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one more piece of news <laughs> on the same theme. <laughs> okay. Uh, was that I saw the demo from um, uh, NTT Docomo in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, talking about just that. They're looking at uh, using five G, showing five G with um, stereophonic. 8K video for virtual reality. Okay, uh, 8K. 8K. That's so that's like that. You, know, you you take yes. uh, like uh, high, de high definition TV mm -hmm. and then you make it 4K and then you make it 8K. So wow. this is really, really, really. This is high high definition. Mm -hmm. Stereophonic means that that you actually get uh, two different images, one for each eye, so you can see Ooh. everything. So you can see depth and and 3D. So it's wow. like your it's like your 3D cinema glasses, mm -hmm. but uh, kind of in a slightly next generation version. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. 3D, okay. the next generation. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a virtual reality headset. So, you know, if you sit with your glasses on, then you could be in the car, look around in three dimensions and, and see everything that's going on and uh, and sit there gripping the panel saying, put the brake, 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 brake. <laughs> As the as the rally car goes sliding around the corner, yeah, they're uh, putting together or have put together a five G demo, doing based on doing that. based on those, that combination. Wow, cool! And lots then, of, of lots of exciting five uh, G news. Lots of five G news, mm -hmm. but but I mean that's that's interesting because they're actually looking. At, you know, they're not just talking, but over them are talking about you know, this. This will be an interesting case, and mm -hmm. people are talking about implementing it. They're actually putting the technology together to be able to implement it, which means that they're on the way to being able to offer it to customers. Mm. 
that's people soon like you and me. Soon in a device near us, yeah. hopefully. Uh, and I suppose also that's why we are now going to have uh, Eva Hetfors on the podcast. That's to talk about the latest, biggest Ericsson news this week. The launch of the 5G platform, the evolved 5G platform. Correct. You know, Paul started off this podcast with, Janina, stop breathing. <laughs> that's my that's, that's nice, right? That's nice. <laughs> we have a nice atmosphere here in the room now. <laughs> Janina looking daggers. <laughs> I wish I had the chance to listen to one of those, but I understand they're fabulous. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hear, is, uh, that, is that the rumor? Cecilia said. I trust her. <laughs> Good on Cecilia. <laughs> Good on yeah. Cecilia. All right. So we should rename this uh, the Ab- Absolutely Fabulous podcast. Yes. Mm. Uh, how, how about we na- rename it the Absolutely Fabulous 5G podcast? Yeah. Next year. Next year. Next podcast, really. Uh, so we are so delighted to have the head of marketing and communications from Digital Services here today, Eva Hedfors. Hi. So much welcome to Thank our you podcast. So much. Thank and, you. And we are super happy to have both you here and to have someone from your BA visiting our podcast. Because we have so much to talk about when we it do. comes to 5G. Exactly. And uh, the combination of our portfolios is really making an impact on our customers, which is also fun. <laughs> mm. It is. And, of course, this is very timely because we've had, I think, possibly the biggest 5G launch of the Ericsson year this week. Oh, yeah. It's been, uh, I I think it's been one of the best uh, weeks I can remember in a long time. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, it's that ultimate moment, right? When when you get to to launch something to the market because you know that there are thousands of hours and passion, tears, sweat and teamwork behind bringing those products to the market. So... When it's time to launch, yeah, it's you know it's not just that week or day. It's really all the hard work that's behind that comes into the limelight. Comes yeah. into the limelight. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's when you go home and your partner says, "Who are you?" <laughs> exactly. It's like, where are you? Then? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I heard that several times this week because everyone's so busy with Mobile Congress. And yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone seems to get that at the moment. Exactly. Uh, so working. next week will be the. That's gonna maybe even hit even higher than this week then because it might be. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then you're gonna talk so much about what we have launched. Yeah. Well, we're gonna see what we're gonna what we have launched. We're gonna you know, be our customers are gonna be able to interact with with the products and the people behind the products and and that's even yeah. You know, I guess. Pushing up a notch, I would say. Yeah, mm. for for us who works uh, within the networks area and have a long tradition in radio, we are quite. Uh, I mean, we we see all the hardware stuff. Mm. But how about your parts? What are you showing? Like, how yep. we, how do you show 
the software part of the yeah, networks. So, uh, software is, is of course, I, I mean, it's a lot of code behind, and of course you can show the code, but the code is really what then, you know, is the smart algorithm behind what you can actually, the value they bring out of the software. And, and it could also be like the interface out to what's behind in terms of all the network equipments that the customer sees behind. Uh, so we try to, of course, uh, visualize that by showing real customer examples on how it looks when you're using smart analytics. I mean, how smarter does the network actually become? Mm -hmm. Or when you show things like clo closed-loop assurance, when you're, you're identifying an alarm or abnormalities in the network, that the network uses AI and automation to, mm -hmm. in a smart way, actually prevent mm -hmm. the fault from happening or prevent things from from changing. That's uh, mm. that's how we show it. And I guess uh, within uh, marketing, you have to be extra inventive mm -hmm. when it comes to showing mm -hmm. these things, right? Yeah, I can. Um, Maybe give one uh, little hint of what's going to happen uh, next week at Mobile mm. Congress, and just to show the how complex it can be actually to operate and manage your your network and using auto, you know just being very manual. We're going to get people are going to get to play a game to mm -hmm. show the power of automation. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Ah, I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger for next week. <laughs> So we'll, have to go, we'll, we'll have to search <laughs> next week and find that. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was a big day. Talk. I mean, we, we launched our enhanced uh, 5G platform. Yes. Which is, so of course, the Let's get back the to this one. week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back to this week. And, and uh, this is not the first time this week you've been in Star because you were starring on the Facebook Live this week. I was. Mm. I've got, I was, uh, it was fantastic. Lady. Yes, exactly. So if you want to see uh, Eva in all her glory, check out the Facebook Live on Ericsson's uh, Facebook page. Facebook yes, page. please do. And, and uh, I have great colleagues with me there yeah. too. And, and, and it's on uh, Periscope yeah. as well? Periscope uh, on YouTube, Ericsson Network, and our, also our YouTube channel for yeah. Check for Ericsson. Mm -hmm. but, but as you were saying, there's you know, the number of experts we had in the room there. Which, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Yavad Mansour talking about our launches uh, around the enhanced radios and yep. then. Uh, the transports um, that we were bringing to the market, and then also Adam van Riesen, who was going into one of our uh, dual-mode core uh, offerings, and then, of course, dynamic orchestration that we have also evolved. Of course. So, uh, of, course, yeah, of, course of course, of course, of course. I think we need to start from the beginning here. <laughs> so, I hear you. Uh, you the, the 5G platform first. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. That one I know we launched, was it two years ago? Uh, also at the Mobile World Congress then? Yeah. yeah. And what is it? Why do we have a 5G platform? Mm. Uh, it is um, It is a lot it has to do with our customers wanting a smooth evolution towards 5G. They've been looking for ways to, of course, enter into the 5G space. and. And with 5G comes a lot of possibilities. And, uh, but it also means that they're going to need to handle a lot of uh, uh, traffic growth in their networks. And they're looking for ways to simplify their operations and to tap into new types of, of revenues that 5G brings. So what we in Ericsson have done is, is you know, we have a 5G platform um, that we continuously evolve as our technologies evolve. And this platform, uh, it consists of our end-to-end -end portfolio of 5G ready and 5G products. And it spans really from the radio and access, transport, 
into the core, into communication services, and that's underpinned them by a common cloud infrastructure for supporting the network functions. Mm. Um, but it doesn't stop there. Yep. <laughs> it has an upper layer where uh, we use one system to help to manage and orchestrate the network using then AI and automation. And then we have a digital BSS layer that helps the operators to, to uh, monetize 5G and IoT use, use cases. And this is what we then evolved or announced <laughs> uh, our evolved 5G platform uh, um, this week. Uh, and it had a number of portfolio additions uh, across then radio in, in, and transport. In almost all parts. All, almost all parts. Mm. Um, I mean, there are always news in all parts, you can yep. say. We always have news <laughs> and always have development, but we pushed a little extra for four portfolio additions. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm? And uh, we mentioned those already, but do we want to just run around. Should I give it a go? Or no? <laughs> we, can, we can share a little bit. Maybe I can oh, talk yeah. about some, some, yeah. some of the networks pieces. But yeah, uh, maybe not? we should start with the, uh, the orchestration. Or should we start or about what the biggest part, as far as I've heard, isn't that 5G core? Wow. I mean, the, can the, biggest, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest, the thing is... Don't be modest <laughs> now, Eva. <laughs> Look at that smile. Uh, <laughs> I do have a smile on my face. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's too bad you can't see. It's really, really big. Uh, but I think that, once again, uh, what uh, what is big is our ability to bring together these uh, portfolio and make a real big impact on our customers. And that we have. Um, and I think that that's the big part. But the core, the core is the core of the network, and that's mm -hmm. why it's called the core. Mm -hmm. And of course, as um, uh, as we're going to see a lot of you know high traffic growth, I think by 2024 we're going to see five times more data mm -hmm. in the networks. Uh, in 25 percent of that is going to be on 5G. Uh, but of course, it's going. The growth is also going to come from earlier generation, and then it's not like so. When five G comes, that the rest of the Gs disappear. So mm -hmm. of course, three G, four G, and five G will coexist. Yeah, and we, we're expecting huge amounts of growth uh, on four G, especially. Exactly, and that's uh, you know, uh, and these networks will coexist for several years to come, uh, and that's uh, why we launched the. Uh, um, dual mode 5G cloud core then, it was to handle one core for all these generations. So handle 5G, but also uh, earlier generations of Gs. Mm -hmm. And that means that if you have a, you know, if you're on a phone that is a 2G, 3G or 4G phone, it, you know, it's going to work on your 5G network as well, let's say, put it that way. So it becomes a very seamless service for our mm -hmm. consumers yep. in that sense. And uh, as I said, but why isn't it multi uh, why is it dual core? Well, I'm, I guess you could debate that, but in, in essence, it's, it comes from two. Uh, of course, right now, for a 3G and 4G core is one as well. So we already done some clustering already, and ah. now we're adding sort of. So it's 5G mm. core and uh, and all and the others. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can say 5G and yeah. the rest. And yeah. Yeah. okay, so yeah. that makes why, sense. Because yes. mm. mm. it is, I mean, it is one core network now. It's uh, it's, uh, it's that one, and that obviously so it adds to the efficiency of our of our customers mm. managing having different cores for different technologies. is not an it's not efficient at all. Mm. So this mm. will bring a lot of value to them. Yeah, and you mentioned management. Yes. And that brings us to the next 
piece in the puzzle, which is the orchestration. Yes. Uh, I mean, orchestration is, is uh, it also addresses a clear need that our customers have, uh, and that's to simplify their operations. So when the, we all move into f uh, 5G context, the networks do become more complex, uh, and they need to, need to handle much more types of use cases um, and new types of services. And that means that uh, it puts a lot of uh, um, need for our customers to be able to, uh, in a simple way, manage both the radio, transport, and the core. Mm -hmm. And that's what our enhanced dynamic orchestration does. And we've added several new functionality into this um, offering, both uh, in how, it, how we help the operators to really come out with new software. So we make it easy for them to test the software before they deploy it. So it becomes a little bit more like a web scale type of um, of uh, service testing and, and, mm. and delivery. And the other thing is, of course, about you know managing the network, managing network functions that are both physical, virtual, or containerized, like being cloud native already. Mm. Um, and then uh, this whole thing about making the network much more smarter and making sure that you can, what we say, close the loop when you have... Uh, faults or detections of the networks, so the topology of the network start looking strange or different, then you can use service assurance and clo closed loop assurance to actually be able to to correct the network and, and adjust the network based on how it yep. behaves. And uh, here we we bought a company a couple of months ago called Scenix that uh, complemented our portfolio in this area. Mm -hmm. So that's and that's, and that's all bundled now as part of the, th this the, is all the orchestration. Yeah, correct. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is, yeah, correct. And just to recap a little bit for me, you doesn't really understand the core parts. Mm. So the core, that's the backbone. So mm. that's the control mechanisms in the, in the network. Yeah, right? The core is, um, I mean, classic core when you're talking about yeah. like, uh, like in a voice network, it's, mm. it's the equivalent to the old telephone exchange. It works out who, get, who gets connected to who. Mm. So yeah. it, it's working out uh, where all the traffic needs to be needs to go, basically, yeah. for different services. And that's, of course, in a 5G network, we're expecting lots of network slicing. So you know, a device could be connected up not just once mm -hmm. to the network, but it could have several connections to the network on different slices, yeah. which all which all do different things. And then in terms of assurance, which you were talking about, you know, if uh, if I have problems with my IoT connections or something in this particular slice, then I need to be able to burrow down and find out, well, what's causing the problem with that mm. when everything else is working fine? Or, yeah. The flexibility that you create with network slicing and yes. with, with 5G makes it ever more difficult to track down just which little bit of functionality is not working or is uh -huh. not, and it's not always broken. That's no, not always broken. It's how you optimize it's, it's, it's as well, optimize. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot about um, I mean, going going back, this it's it's a lot of possibilities also, right? Because now, um, w before when you talk about one service, then you know you could optimize your network for that service. Mm -hmm. But as we see, you know, the possibilities with five G, you're also seeing that uh, customers can tap into new types of industry use cases and optimize the mobile broadband use case in different ways, and that really means that you scale up and down different capacities of the network mm. to be able to meet those 
what we call SLEs or service level agreements that you have to comply to for that specific service. And that is a combination then on how you orchestrate your network, mm -hmm. but really about it, you have to have the right functionality in your core to be able to actually um, scale up and, and scale down a network yeah. capacity. And that's really the sort of why we're making everything into cloud native technologies. Mm. Okay, and you have to also say, what is cloud native? Mm. It's not, not quite the same as, <laughs> as the digital natives. No, no, <laughs> no, no that's what I'm thinking. Well, right? well you can kind of, well, there are technology that's been uh, born in the cloud, right? So it, it's, uh, mm -hmm. in that sense, uh, it is, uh, um, when you when you talk about cloud native, it means that we've taken the software and actually modularized that. So it's built on containers, and and when you have a modularized software, you're much um, more equipped to actually do what I said, compile a a specific capacity for a specific service. So an operator who wants to enhance their mobile broadband service can then in a much more simpler way, design and, uh, a, a core for that type of service. Mm. But then that service might need to, let's say there's an event in a city or something, and we see that the need for that service increases under certain types of time or day, then the operator can dynamically uh, scale up that instance and, and provide yeah. a better service. Uh, and, and an example of a service, it might be something like uh, you know, secu security or encryption or, or authentication of, of people's identities or service needs. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds. I mean, depending on, I mean, it, you know, mobile broadband would be the, the classical one, but then, of course, you, you, uh, the more you develop your service, uh, your service base and, and move into uh, industry use cases, then, of course, you can with cloud native core, you can then also put the core very close to a certain application yeah. where that application actually needs to be. Yeah. So, so much closer to, to so, so if you're working if you're working in industries in, instead of having a core that sits somewhere, hmm. then uh, you can actually duplicate that function and have a small version yeah, that bring, sits in your bring factory. Your core home. Yeah. <laughs> bring your core home. Look. And of course, that Look should make it much faster and at uh, reacting and and uh, yeah. I mean, different services have different requirements, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, then you have to dimension the capacity of your core network to meet those requirements. Mm. And some could be close, another and with low latency and, and, and speed in those. Another could be no, it's okay that it sits a little bit further back in in, in the central mm. office. Yeah. yeah, which brings us over to also like cloud virtualization. VRAM. VRAM. Yeah, that was an, another part of yeah. what we launched was uh, virtualizing the RAN. And, you know, and the, the RAM? Oh, the RAN. Well, that's uh, when I get my shoes on <laughs> <laughs> and go out the door. You ran to work today. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the radio access network. Yeah. Well, we talked about that mm. before, Janine. We Every, have, everyone but we by can now should know what RAN is. Yeah, but, but, uh, but uh, we, uh, we can, uh, for, for all the new listeners out there, we shouldn't use all these trigrams. Uh, we shouldn't use all, all these trigrams. Mm. And, and as we said before, um, w with 5G, when you look at, the, look at the access network, there's some functions like, uh, like uh, handling the and you know the radio interface and uh, beamforming and things, which we actually move out and into the radios. Mm. But there's other f there's other functions um, around control of what's happening in the in the in the radio network, which we can move further up into the network. Mm. Uh, higher up, yeah. Higher up. So and that's doing exactly the same thing that you're talking about, 
it's moving functions from being in a physical location to being somewhere in, in a cloud somewhere. Correct. Mm. Um, and you know, that's valuable. Uh, there, there are some things that you can do there. Uh, when, when you move those functions further up in the network, you can have multiple transmission points, so multiple masts or antennas or radios that, that look logically like one base station, uh, which makes it a lot simpler, as, as you were talking mm. earlier, to actually set up and manage that as, as an entity. It makes it quicker and easier to roll out uh, mm. new coverage and capacity, mm. for instance. So there are valuable benefits to the operator in, in being able to do that. Uh, so VRAM, that mm. was one of the things we talked about. Yeah. Then, uh, and when we're on the topic, oh. perhaps we should talk a little bit about the, was it nine new it radios? Nine. Well, strangely enough. I got to see one. I got to oh. see one of the new ones. Yes. We just rolled it out from the factory, literally, to have it on Facebook Live. Yeah. It was so if you cool. go onto the Facebook Live, you can <laughs> you see, can see well. one. Yeah. <laughs> nine new radios. And I've heard that there will be a hundred new radios this year. Why? Why? Well, uh, for, first I should say a hundred new radios, that's kind of, uh, that, that's including all the different frequency band variants that we'll, that we'll drive. We talked about spectrum before. Each, each spectrum band, you have to have a radio that's designed to work in that spectrum band. And because they vary quite a lot from low frequencies of 600 megahertz, which isn't mm -hmm. that low, but it's it's low for mobile, up to uh, maybe 39 gigahertz or something. Mm. Big range of difference. So we have different radios that work in different frequency bands. We talk about spectrum and talk yep. about radios. Yeah. Um, but check out the spectrum 5G spectrum episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think we've also talked about massive MIMO. But when when you build the access network, you're aiming to get good coverage, good throughput to everybody hmm. uh, using the spectrum that you've got. So you need radios that cover the right spectrum, but you also need radios that that, that give you the right uh, coverage needs and capacity needs. Hmm. Uh, and some radios, you know, we, we talked about uh, massive mile, which is related to how many antennas you have in the radio, and it can vary from, you know, like a classic uh, 4G radio might be a two by two, Mm -hmm. Antenna array up to, I don't know, 100, 192 Ooh. antenna array uh, product. That is massive. That's, that's, that's massive. <laughs> and it was and the massive MIMO radio that you had yes. in the yeah. yes. Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. uh, and strangely enough, the one with most antennas tend to be the smallest ones because, <laughs> because they're at the very high frequencies, which ah, make them very okay. small. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, you know, some of them are better for providing, you know, for, for a fairly flat coverage over a wide area. Some of them are better for providing a very uh, like vertical broad coverage. You mm. have a lot of ag agility on the beams. And they're maybe more suitable to dense urban areas. Mm. So it's not mm. the case that you take the one with the most antennas and put it everywhere. Mm. You, have to, you have to kind of mix and match. And that's why in those nine radios, now we we have like dual and triple band radios which are designed for low frequency bands, uh, and we have massive MIMO radios that range from like 16, 32, 64 antenna arrays. Mm. So a wide range that complement the ones that we that we already have, of course, because we have a wide range of radios already. But uh, it's like most things. There's 
It's, it's like evolution. <laughs> Smooth evolution. Smooth evolution. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, Darwin's evolution, if there's a, if there's a niche there, that uh, there'll be something that evolves to fit that niche. Yeah. We're, we're identifying those niches. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got radio here and a radio here. And they, they you know, you can do most things with them. But it would be really good to have something here that fits in the middle. And that's what we're doing. Oh. We're, we're so it's all about finding the perfect radio. It's all about fun, evolving, evolving radios for every perfectly. need. Mm. Cool. <laughs> cool radios. How about transport? Yeah. Transport. Mm. Yeah, but it's fantastic. I, I, um, we, we see, of course, that um, um, 5G happens in the cities first, but then, of course, it's going to go everywhere. <laughs> and that's, I, I would have said, a lot of our transport uh, launches is, is to help operators to do that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, transport we talked about before. We had we had Anders here who talked about mm. 5G transport and the need for transport. Mm. Uh, and uh, so, we, you know, we, we have a portfolio which covers front hall needs and it covers uh, the, you know, both optical and uh, fibre okay. backhaul uh, and it covers uh, routers for edge and aggregation. Mm. Um, but what we're doing now is we're, we're bringing new products both in the front hall space uh, and uh, in the uh, in the microwave portfolio, long haul products, uh, which, as you say, is they're very well suited when you when you want to get out of the city and and bring right this coverage. mini link yes mini link yes. yeah the mini link family right yeah mm. it's, it, it's it's been with us for quite a long time yes yeah and and uh, it it also continues to evolve exactly. Uh, so this is, I mean, I think for the f in terms of the microwave offering, a very important new piece of the of the portfolio to be able to do uh, a, a new generation of, of long haul with high capacity and and uh, you know reliable transmission mm. over distance. Uh, and we've seen, you know, we we talked about five G. Uh, we'll use more fiber in the in the network than we've seen with four G. Mm. Um, I mean, and as if we remember talking to Anders, yes. some places in the world have invested a lot in fibre mm. and they don't use much microwave. Mm -hmm. But over the globe as a whole, microwave has, has been the major technology for, for reaching out to base stations. Mm. Um, so, and it's going to continue to play that role going forward. Yeah. I mean, we've talked before that uh, the transport network is... Uh, it's very important for 5G because 5G will only be as good as the backhaul, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, and this time, 12 new transport products, if I understand it correct. And I guess it's the... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have that many fingers, Ginny. <laughs> uh, I guess it's the same there. It's uh, for all uh, um, different uh, uses that there are more uses for more more products for more use cases uh, even in the transport section the networks area horses for courses mm? you, courses you for need the you need you need them in your toolbox <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really cool what will we see at mobile congress when it comes to this launch then well, a lot of a lot of hardware i guess <laughs> the biggest hardware wall in uh, the history of mobile commerce. <gasps> <laughs> Ericsson's history of mobile commerce. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, maybe. 
Yeah, yeah so so I'm pretty sure that, uh, that most of, if not all of these radios you're going to be able to see on the stand mm. and walk around and go, oh, look, there's another radio. <laughs> but I think one of the things that we will um, be able to take when, uh, I mean, we have, what is it, 6,000 square feet down there, square meters square, down there. Square um, meters. Mm. So it's, it's huge. It's huge. Two restaurants uh, with catering service. So we are gi giving our customers a VIP treatment. Mm. But then when they walk the floor, I think the strength is that we, we look at where they stand in their step towards 5G and then we can walk them through the steps that they need to take when it comes to how they you know what type of radios they will need what types of radios they already have because if they have been with us right we have rolled out already three million three million, three million so so maybe they're already on their path to 5G mm. and just need a software upgrade three million 5G ready radios uh, already out there yes just ra we're just waiting to become 5g right mm. so and then and that's the nice part and we take them through and obviously some will of course they'll f realize they need one core to be able to handle 5g and earlier generations they'll realize that they end up in the complexity uh, and they need an orchestration to be able to use ai and automation mm -hmm. and they, we can really take them through and see how we can make it easy to switch on 5g Yep. And they're going to feel mm. and see that at Mobile World Congress. That sounds pretty, pretty and, good. And of course, we're doing that already. Yeah. Switching on 5G. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've, yeah, talk, yeah. we've talked before about uh, Verizon FX wireless access service. We've talked about AT&T launching mm -hmm. uh, in, in the US, uh, you know, and the work we're doing team mobile and sprint mm. but uh, you know, we have uh, operators in Europe as well. Yeah. We, we both, for, we both for the access network. The RAM. Yeah. <coughs> and the uh, core. And the core. Yeah, mm. correct. Correct. And uh, and in Asia, of course. Mm. SKT and Telstra. Yeah. So um and, and that's also one of our I think strengths right now is that we don't just talk about 5G. We're actually deploying it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have uh, ten customers who we're telling that story together with that we're doing 5G, 5G. commercialization with. Yeah. Mm. And that's a real uh, strength to be able to do it together with a yeah. customer and share what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And and that town is going to be more. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Cliffhanger. <laughs> 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 but actually fantastic. Burrier was talking about that, that during the week. Uh. We're talk, talking about that. He, there was a well, at the end of last week I think uh, yeah. we had a blog post from uh, Yeah, he from started uh, you mm -hmm. know posting blogs which yeah. is uh, also news. Very, very yeah. yeah. That's the first time and also like his name is Börje Ekholm. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's our CEO of Ericsson. Yeah. Correct. Or, or on a first name basis, as we are, we just call him Börje. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Börje, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, just, just give us a ring and we'll book you up. <laughs> our podcast got to be next. Our podcast got to be next. Podcast yes. is next in line. Yes. Blogs. He's, yeah, Check. he's done blogs. Now it's podcast. Podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you want to listen to his speech at Mobile World Congress, I'm sure there's going to be more 5G news there, right? Um, <laughs> now you're not allowed to crossed. promise anything these Fingers days, crossed. but I can almost do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has some yeah. nuggets oh, at least. Yeah. Uh, then you can sign up for to look at it live uh, via our broadcast. Uh, if you just go to ericsson.com slash MWC, 
there you can uh, sign up for for the live broadcast straight from the press conference on Monday morning. Mm. And uh, and of course, we've got live broadcasts happening all through the week. We are. So wow. uh, you should uh, definitely. We talked about yes. it last week. Yes. But, but so if you want to hear about. What's happening on the on the floor? See the floor, a lot. Uh, exactly. We'll see what the yeah, if you can't be there in person. Of course, we'd love to have people there in person, but uh, it is um, uh, if you're not, then you. It's a closed also. booth. Not everyone can get in. True. And, uh, True. Yeah. But uh, not you everyone can't is a customer. <laughs> no, but customers <laughs> are customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do um, uh, we do send broad uh, we we broadcast live uh, from the booth, and we will have interesting guests there as well. Every day. Mm. Yeah. This was lovely. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming, Eava Edfors. And we hope to have more people from your organization in this podcast explaining uh, other things <laughs> for <laughs> us <Yeah. laughs> within not? your area. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Uh, coming forward. Yeah, we're, we have uh, both, uh, we want to know more about uh, the name of the podcast, The Voice of 5G. Mm-hmm. What is voice over 5G? Exactly. And that mm-hmm. we want to know. We also want to know a lot more about uh, the uh, network slicing. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank this. you. And thanks everyone for listening out there. And see you next week from Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah.